Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, welcome to another edition of two in a week. Look at that. We're, we're spoiling you like the ambassador with his Ferrero Rocher with another episode of 4020 Not Live. Um, Phil's here. I'm here. Uh, John Seeger is here. Uh, are you old enough to remember the Ferrero Rocher advert? Oh, yeah, from the mid 80s. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I just assume, adverts. I assume you're the youngest person on the call. That, that's that's also. Um, yeah, I would think that even including um, every member of the Coyd family, you've probably watched more wheelchair ability games this year than anyone else. Do you, would, would you agree with that statement? Yes. I mean, I've. There were games which I haven't been to due to unforeseen circumstances, but they have they were recorded and I watched them back. So, <laughs> for example, the the Magic Weekend in Newcastle, I watched that back. I was at all, I was at the other three. I've been at the playoff semi-finals, which were brilliant. I've been to I was at last I was at the opening game of the season when I was with, with Sky, and that was absolutely brilliant. I've been to the majority of the games. I've been to the festival, the Challenge Cup Festival, that was in Hull. Challenge Cup final, which was in which was in Sheffield, that was brilliant as well. I think you know the crowd from Sheffield, like seeing getting their seeing their team getting their first try was absolutely wow. It made a smile on my face, so that was a good experience. I would have been at Sheffield, but they you know, scheduled it badly. I don't think a wheelchair game is allowed to kick off unless John is there. To if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, what, what have you made of the the twenty twenty three season? This is the season after the World Cup, so we're all on a high. How's how's it gone from your perspective? I think it's been one of the best seasons we've ever had. I mean, different teams have been beating each other. You know, a shake. You know, obviously expecting the big guys to be there at the top, but two cracking semi-finals. Not no one's expected Halifax to lose on the opening weekend of the season. No one expected. London to beat Halifax, do the double over him, and do the double over Wigan, and Hull to beat London. You know, and for the the playoffs actually be decided on the final weekend of the season, and the league leader shield to be decided on the final weekend of the season. It it's been a fantastic season, and then that followed into the playoffs. Two fantastic playoffs, and 
no broadcasters took it up. And that saddened me. Absolutely saddened me. Because the Leeds-Halifax game, I mean, a Yorkshire derby, a repeat of the last year's final, a fantastic 54-44 win, one of the best defensive performances I have seen in the wheelchair rugby league, and no one took it up. It saddens me. And then a week later, another fantastic semi-final because you've got London versus Wigan. Experience over youth, experience over speed got you through the game and that's what got Wigan in the final. We did try to watch the game on, on Sunday while we were in uh, York. So so you had the, with the women's grand finals going on in front of us. We're trying to trying to watch. The, the, I'm assuming you were doing the filming on Facebook, were you, John? Was, was that you? Was, yeah. yeah, there was a stream... Rooster set up a stream. I was doing my YouTube stuff as always. Right, right. So I was doing twec- I was doing text updates and video updates as a, as a when I go. It was a very interesting game because Wigan came out from the gut and had a lot of experience with the ball and how to run the game. They used that with Jack Heggie, Adam Rigby, you know, Declan Roberts, fantastic player. You know, you can get he's missed a, that's what Phil said, he's missed, missed the versatility. He can get points, he can convert tries, he can get kicks, you know, drop goals. And we saw all of that from Declan Roberts, and that's what got him in the final. Suppose the other couple of things that have happened this week in the build-up to the final, um, which is obviously going to be televised and a lot made of it, uh, we had the, the awards ceremony at the point in Manchester where wheelchair sat alongside women and men for the first time, first Wheels of Steel were were announced, and we had the the documentary, which came out on the same night, which you can't do anything about. But again, has had widespread coverage across social media, um, even a review in the Times, which was incredibly favourable. So I think you know you're right that the semi-finals perhaps could have been at least shown in highlight form. But this is this is a massive week for wheelchair rugby league. Absolutely, and you know to have the main awards for the wheels are still alongside the men's and the women's it's, it's a testament how show much the, the actual sport is growing. You know, everyone saw the wheelchair after the, after the win in the world cup where England won it and have it on the same level with the men's and women. It's just showcasing that we are heading in the right direction. And it's, it's showcasing that, you know, we've been, the sport's been inclusive and that's what, Love that's what I enjoy about it. You know, it's very inclusive. Anyone could get in the chair, whether you're able, disabled, men or women, you know, you could just put in a chair, go to a game, have a play and have some fun and enjoy it, which is brilliant, which is why I love it. The other thing as well, be being and being there and watching the reaction of the crowd, which is mainly rugby league players and their families. Um Lewis King's acceptance speech of the Wheels of Steel was was absolutely captivating. Run was fell silent while he told his story and how he got involved in rugby league and why. And um, you know, Ellery Hanley presented the award and and there was genuine warmth when Ellery not only gave it to him but does what what Ellery often does and pulled pulled the recipient in and whispered words of encouragement into his ear. I'm sure that Lewis will tell us all at some point what he said. Um, but it's the stories that fascinate me, and I think. Everybody else, I think that's what draws people in. So, yeah, he was brilliant, but it's the stories in the documentary as well. We start to get to know people a little bit better. I, I was talking to somebody who who watched it that didn't know any of the French stories and was saying that, you know, they were shedding a tear when they heard some of those as well. And, um, you know, we, we've got something that is, that's not only magical, but massively sellable here. Absolutely. 
And I, and I was drawn to, I had a lot more respect for the French team, especially Arno Vargas and his background story. And also Gilles Corsair, how he took Sebastian Bichard under his wing when he had when he lost his leg in, the ac- in his accident. And I thought, yeah, this is what, you know, it's not just like the sport, like the rugby league community, it's just like, it's very good, like humanity. You know, showing like how good we are. But when it comes onto a pitch, we're a different team, we're a different team from different... You know, different cultures, different sp- different countries, and everything. But afterwards, you know, we still we go back to that humanity and have a beer with everyone, which is great. Well, we all love the uh, the brutality. The I think violence is probably the wrong word, but certainly, certainly, um, it, the people getting in each other's heads, which uh, was certainly seen in that Leeds Halifax semi-final, has been mentioned by some of the players afterwards. Um, have you seen a? defensive performance that we saw in that first half from Leeds from any other team this season? Not this season. You have to go back to probably when it was the Catalan-Leeds Challenge Cup final back in 2022. And I thought, you know, Leeds from that from that first minute in that game were absolutely, smack, were absolutely on. And they copy and pasted that for that Halifax game because not only you've got Seb in that team, you had Gilles Corsair, Nico Corsair, you had... Uh, Arno Vargas, you know, very high quality French players, and you need to be on that. You know, you need to be physically brutal, and then you know, take the tags. You know, make sure in the right place at the right time. You stop the chair, you take the tag, and then you get the ball back, and then you're attacking with that same ferocity, ferocity, and then you win. It's as simple as that. Is that all you have to? You could be the next Tom Coyne. Uh... John, if if that's if that's all we need to do, we, we we could all be Tom Coyde. Well, we could be, yeah, but I'm. He's got a lot more tactical awareness about wheelchair league <laughs> more than I have. Well, well, I'm going to put you on the spot then. How how leads are the favourites on, on Sunday? How do Wigan beat them? And of course, they've beaten them in a grand final before. So how do they do it again? Same experience they did beat against Roosters. Use the experience and then look for gaps and then expose that with speed. Jack Heggie. And Declan Roberts would help with that because Jack Heggie scored three tries in that game against London and they all came from when the gaps were forming and then Jack Heggie used his speed to get through behind the line to score tries. That's what they need to do to help beat Leeds. They need to expose the gaps and then you have the right man with the right place at the right time to go through the gaps to stop them and score. And, also be, and be good with the kicking as well because... You want to have make you're up against Nathan Collins, you know, who's a fantastic kicker. Weak, he did he, he missed a couple in the semi final, but you know, when it comes to a final, the kicking team, the kicking person needs to be on the form all the time. And Nathan can step up when he needs to, and Declan, I think, can also step up when he needs to as well. So this is going to be a kicking duel, I think, if if the right time cut when if it comes down to that. Having been at the last Leeds training session last night, um, seen a, a quite a, a lot of focus among the squad. They were talking about how they they felt they, in some ways, maybe over-prepared for the Challenge Cup final against the Dragons and um, didn't relax enough. Uh, do, do you think losing one final already this year will be the driving motivation for the Rhinos? Yes, because in the last time, the last time that... When the when Dragons beaten Leeds in the final this year, they immediately played Wigan the game after. And I asked Simo, 
James Simpson, if that was, and they beat them by, I think it was like 54 points to 26. I asked James, was that the kind of response you wanted to make sure you wanted to come up, you wanted to recover from the Dragons game? He said, yeah, we wanted to be physically on there. We wanted to be, have our tackles right. We wanted to make sure we'll be in the right place at the right time. We'll need to get points on the board. And that's the kind of response. And that's, can, can it be the same carbon copy thing they could use this time? They need to make sure they got have the right people with the right mentality, you know, very, very strong tackling, very strong defensive line, and that will get them through, that will get them through the game. And in terms of spectacle, do you think um, it'll be attack dominated or defence? Because uh, whilst both teams do pride themselves on defence, you, you've already mentioned people like Nathan Collins, particularly uh, Deck Roberts, who uh, must have been the leading try scorer for what the last three years in succession, possibly even more. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yes. I, you know, you've got Tom Halliwell, who in that semi-final in that first half, absolutely dominated the midfield. You've got Josh Butler, who's the now the young player of the year, what, 28 tries this season. Yep. Uh, um, you, you were mentioning, you know, people like Martin Wolfe, who played in the World Cup for, for the USA. There's so much attacking threat on on display this Sunday. Is that what's going to win it as opposed to rigid defence? I think, you know, the more fluid attackness is going to win the game because, you know, you've got, you got your set. You, when you go into attack and get the ball, you've got to make sure you get your formation set up and where you want to play it. You want to play it to the wing, you want to go down the centre. And Leeds can switch that quite easy because they've got, jo- they've got Jody on the wing who can play quite well on the wing. Also, they've got like Nathan, they've got Tom, they've got Josh Butler who could play it quite up through the centre as well. So they've got options they could swing in between the two. And majority of the time they can swing it towards the wing and have like Josh and Tom to go along, help alongside with Joey in order to expose gaps on the wing to score, score tries. So I think it's going to be the more set up attack. If they're going to have the more back, more fluid and balanced set up attack, that's going to win the game as well. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Have you uh, have you ever had a go, John? Yourself? Because uh, you know, what's your what's your story? Why 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 have you got involved with wheelchair repair? 
Because so you're not I, like us from up here. Yeah, my story goes back to 2012. So I just graduated from university with a sports with a journalism degree, and I was looking to work my way into into working as a sports journalist. I saw that. Remember when the Broncos came down to Gillingham for a couple of games back in 2012 and 2013, and it was because of that they tied something with the Medway Dragons. So I went. That's my first time I went to see Martin Coyd. That's the first time I met him. You know he welcomed me, you know, saying like, oh, oh, you know, great to see like someone who's too... I've always had a big interest in rugby league. You know, we all, we as a family sit down and watch, you know, Challenge Cup finals, grand finals and semi-finals, you know. I haven't picked, I've never picked a team. I've always enjoyed the spectacle of it, but I've never picked a Super League team to watch or support. My brother has, my brother's, he's a Wigan fan. He... Because we all grew up, you know, with like Martin the Fire and, you know, seeing like the semi the final he had at Wembley was just like, yeah. My brother instantly knew then he wanted to be a Wigan fan. <laughs> but from there, I went so from that meeting with Martin Coy, you know, so I was doing a festival, like little, like su- su- a support festival, like with kids coming through, which was going to be great. And then he told me about wheelchair rugby league. And I thought, wheelchair rugby league, that's a bit unusual. I thought, I'm open to it, so I'll give it a go. I'll watch it. Fell in love with it straight away. It was uh, Mercy Storm versus Medway Dragons was my first game. And it finished like 62-58 with Joe Coy getting the try in the last minute. And then from from that, a few weeks later, was my first England-France game. It was the Kielty Trophy back in 2012 and... Yeah, France won by about like 25, 26 points. That's why I got to know, like, that's why I got to meet the French team for the very first time. And then from there, I did a few games, and then 2013 World Cup came in. So I just followed that up from there. And the sport just, I just followed the sport from there. And the RFL called me on, say, do you want to do some media work for us? I said, yeah, I'd love to. And then from that, I grew the sport, helped grow the sport, like on, like on social media, regional news, and just kept on growing and growing. From there, in 2018, I helped get coverage of the wheelchair grand final on Super League show for the very first time. So that was like another, because I think they wanted to look into the wheel, they were looking to like, oh, we've got the wheelchair game. Let's see more bits about that. And then it just continued to grow and grow from there. Are you surprised with how the the game has grown? I mean, we're talking about Wigan versus Leeds on, on Sunday, but both have development teams now. There's teams popping up all over the place. Other Super League clubs have seen the value, other championship clubs have seen the value of perhaps getting involved with teams that already exist and, and working like partnership with, this, with for example, them. taking over Medway Storm. Yeah. I think that's where it's going to go, I think. I think it's going to be like all the Super League clubs are going to get like, have the affiliation. So, for example, like Witness taking over Mersey or, you know, Saints coming back in for the very first time, for the first time, like three or four years. That's going to be big. Um, will the Broncos have affiliate with the London Roosters? That could be another story further down the line as well. You know, the possibilities are endless. And I, for one, am excited about it. I think the, the other thing is clearly we're all looking forward to this pinnacle of the club game. But as the documentary highlighted, um, the big rivalry from this time last year was the internationals. And you'd say, you, you know, you go back a long way with that England-France rivalry. And 
we've now got the FD Arena in Leeds, which, you know, they, they if they wanted to get 7,000 people, they would hold it easily. How exciting is that for you that we're going to end the season with the rematch? I think it's going to be a testament to see where everyone has, where the teams have been, like compared to 12 months ago, you know, how far we've come. You know, how far have the French team come? How far have the England team come? You know, if the French are going to dominate again, you know, is this going to be their first opportunity to get back onto the, get back onto the, you know, on their journey to win, the, to regain the World Cup? Are we going to retain it? You know, there's a lot of possibility stories there. And it'd be interesting to see how it's going to develop over the 80 minutes in the FDA, in the first director, you know. I'm looking forward to it. Cause I, if England will set, if they get like three or 4,000, Three, four, or even seven thousand in there. You know the loud noise. You know everyone cheering on. It's going to be like Manchester all over again. And do do you think as well that perhaps the only downside is that if the standard of Super League has gone up and the games have been more competitive and it it's taken more out of the players, that that might detract from from England's performance because we all know that the French team is basically Catalan dragons and uh, you know they have they haven't played for a little while. Be nice and rested. Yeah, I mean, depends on how physical this grand final is going to be. I mean, you, obviously, there's still going to be a gap in between, so it gives more players to rest. I mean, we've developed, we've developed a, you know, the super, the system, the league system. Now we've had a very long. It's been a very long season, I think. You know, players have got game time. You know, we had a little break in August, I think, because like England camps, and there was going to be something in August as well, which didn't materialise. I think. I think there was some conversation going on. I remember there was some sort of conversation going on about something that happened in August, which didn't happen. But I think it's going to be, you know, it'd be great to see, you know, the England team, you know, get together again, I think, and then see how far they've grown, see how much the vet, like players like Lewis King, like Joe Coyd have been, like Tom Hannibal have been since the grand final. And have they, you know, stepped up, have their game, have the games, have they got more experience and are they going to play are they going to play step up to the next level if need be like complete dominate France instead of like being like a four point gap would it be like a 20 point gap I mean that'd be nice wouldn't it that'd be nice that'd be brilliant yes because <laughs> all the, the only times England have won have only been like within a less than 10 point gap so I've never seen England win with more of a 10 point gap so that would be the next step I think and on the, the this brand new pitch that the, the sponsor money has, has paid for I mean uh, do you, do you ever get confused watching a game with all the lines on the pitch? I know it was bad enough in Toronto, where Rod Studd will tell us, but when you're in the various sports halls across the country, does it confuse you at all? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you depend. I mean, National Basketball Centre have got lines for wheelchair rugby league. The Medway Park have got lines for wheelchair rugby league. And I think as well, like places like the Edge, Calderdale's College, they've all got lines for wheelchair rugby league. But some places haven't, and we noticed that in the sports desk place last week for the London semi-final. And I, of course, like, okay, so that's the four-metre line, that's the eight-metre line, that's halfway. It does seem a bit confusing on that. It needs to be like what it was, like in London, like in London and Sheffield. Hopefully more straighter lines this time than uh, than they were in those, in those two venues. But they, had it, they got it right for Manchester, so that was the main thing. I I obviously knew my eyes testing because I I didn't notice, but uh, that that's not a surprise. Uh, as, as time is about to beat us, John, who, who wins? Who wins on Sunday? That's that's the big question. For me, Leeds. I mean, it'll be close than what people would think. 
And I think if Leeds will, if we can get the good start and use their experience, I think definitely Leeds will win. But it won't, it'll be closer than you think. It'll be less than, I would say, probably less than 20 points. Play with the match? Josh Butler. Easily. I think, to be honest, he, this will cap a fantastic season for him, to be honest. You know, winning the grand final again and probably he'll probably get like two or three tries and be crowned man of the match, I think. Just to cap a fantastic season. And then 24 hours later, he'll be in the England squad. He, he knows everything, Phil. He knows everything. We don't know anything. He's on here because he's the expert. Well, that's, well, that's, uh, people haven't real. you know, people are realising this. That's how this programme works. I sit in the corner. Phil knows some things and you know everything, John. So uh, thank you for taking up the time to, to join us this evening. I mean, if we don't see you on Manchester or in Manchester on Sunday, hopefully we'll see you in, in Leeds for the uh, for the big one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely try and make myself... Uh, fingers crossed, I'll sort some... We'll get some. We'll get some. We'll figure it out, definitely. <laughs> rugby League in general, eventually. Yeah, that's Rugby will, League, yeah. We will, we will figure it be, out. Should be the new strap line. Yes. <laughs> The best, the number one, greatest innovation the game has brought in, 40-20. So this is part two of our preview of the Wheelchair Super League Grand Final, which is on Sunday evening in Manchester. Now, unfortunately, not there this year is Rob Hawkins, who, of course, was part of the Halifax team who won it last year. Uh, Rob, it's, it's a couple of weeks since the semi-final. Are, are you OK after that? Because I, I, I briefly saw it and I thought, well, I don't know what to say to you after this, but are, are you OK now? I mean that. I mean that were a bit of a harsh, harsh start to it. To be honest, I'll give you. I'll give you another. Um, I'm to be honest. I'm calm. I'm calm about it. Really, it was. It was what it was on day. We didn't play to our full potential. Really, uh, Leeds were the better team on the day. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing more that can be really said about it. There's no excuses that can be made except we made our own mistakes, which caused us to lose, and also caused us to only have two points in that first half. Like, there's no. There's no other way you can really. Uh, explain it really. I mean that that's what happened. So it's fair. I mean it's fair enough. We've just got to deal with it, and we've just got to work for next season now. Really, uh, off season starts started literally the second we lost the second the semi final, and I know I I myself is treating this uh, off season very important league wise. Um, we still got that test match in November against France. Like we still still got to look forward to that. Uh, whether or not there's selection or not, um, so there's still plenty, there's still plenty of stuff to look forward to, and um, still plenty of time on the horizon, and a lot of time till next season, really. That second half, you, you, you almost got back into it, as you say, you held without a try in the first half, which is ridiculous defense from Leeds, but nearly got there in the second half, still. Yeah, I I think like we got the momentum, but the problem was was we just kept making mistakes. There were silly mistakes that it was you don't see it at a top level super league. Like you had you had players jumping out, like you had missing tackles. I mean, my, even myself included, I were doing the same. Um, and that's what got leads the basically most of the territory, if not all the territory. Really, it was just we just made made silly mistakes. It, we did well in that second half. We got some points back, but there's. Sadly, it wasn't enough. The points, like, we just kept allowing tries in, which made it even tougher. We allowed penalties, which allowed uh, Nathan to actually get some uh, points over and get some two-pointers, which kept us out as well. But it, it is what it is, end of the day. We can't look back on that, and we can only look forward to next season, really. The only thing I want to look back on, then, is, as we look forward, my cat just falls off a box, 
is um, the, the the documentary this week. I, I assume you've watched Made of Steel, and uh, because uh, everyone's talking about it. everyone's talking about wheelchair rugby league at the minute. Yeah, um, so we went to go watch the documentary uh, as a sneak preview on last last Saturday, I think it was. Um, so a few of us went down, myself included, we went down to London to go watch it. And it was a very very long day, um, but went down to watch it. And it was amazing. It was amazing to learn about some of. Uh, some of the French players' stories, especially Arno's as well. I didn't know a single bit about uh, Arno's story. Um, and it was good to see the ways that um, how both teams kind of see the sport. Now, I do, I, obviously, I agree with Wayne to the point of where you're complaining that rugby league is a brutal sport and it's too brutal for disabled people, but why if if you don't like how brutal it is go play something else there are a lot of non-contact sports or to quote Wayne go play chess like it's it's simple like that this sport is designed to be a contact sport it's designed to be as intense as the running game and this is what we've done to it whether a specific audience like it or not this is the way we will play it and this is the way the game will grow because I'll 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 ask yourself this question would you watch this game and would you define it as rugby league if it wasn't as brutal and intense as what it is? Well, in that sense, it becomes touch and pass, doesn't it? Which yeah. is, I don't want to say it's entertaining to an extent. It's not the spectator sport, is it? And and at the elite level, as we saw with the World Cup, as we see with the, the grand final coming up and the semifinals and whatever, I don't think a I don't think touch and pass wheelchair rugby league would be on national television. I'll put it that way. No, and I I completely agree. But either way, um, off off the topic of that, it's M Emma uh, Emma from Noah Media, and the rest of the Noah Media team did an amazing job of it. It was it was really good, even to the point where. I'm watching it again. I, I think the past couple of days I've been watching it during my lunch break. I've got an hour long lunch and I'm watching it in two separate clips because every time I'm trying to watch it, I'm getting stopped for something else and asked, what, what were you doing on this before? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just can't. I mean, at my desk, which is the worst part, it's, we've got our own lunch area and yet I choose to work at my desk. I choose to eat at my desk and do and just chill at my desk, which is probably wondering, I'm probably now understanding why I'm getting bothered so much when I'm actually, when I'm trying to relax on the lunch. But honestly, they did an amazing job. Um, can't, can't discredit them. There's no way we can discredit them. They've shown the hardware that we put in during the World Cup and it gives a bit of behind the season insight uh, to what it, what that World Cup experience was like for us, both on and off the pitch. The, the, the one thing, well, there's a couple of things that brought to mind when I was writing a review of it for the magazine was one I wonder how it would have gone had England not win the World Cup because obviously there's all the build-up filming and all everything was prepared for this battle between the two but had the result gone another way how would the documentary have come out but the other thing was is about the coach does Tom Coyd that that calm and collected all the time or was he just playing up to the cameras and not you know is it, he's usually no. a, a, a shouty, throwing cups, typical English coach. He, he, he seems to be too intelligent for this job. Well, I think that's what makes it the best part, is Tom has that running rugby background. So he can understand the game from a running game, uh, from the running side of things. 
and also more recently the wheelchair side. You've seen him coach London Rooster. You've seen him even jump in the in the chair to play um, a few games as well. And it's about how he's adapted the game, and that that is what a coach needs. If you are coming from a running rugby background and you're like wanting to coach a wheelchair side, you can't properly grasp the level of coaching unless you have actually played the sport or actually been in in the sport for a little bit of time and being able like you look at all the top top tier well the top teams in the super league you've got wayne coaching halifax you've got simo with leeds tom like i said just with uh roosters you've got wigan where pretty much all as far as my all the players are coaching you've got rig bay you've got declan you've got phil roberts as well nor martin norris has just gone over to hull as well Look what that does. Like Hull last season did not get as far as what they did as last uh, as this season. They didn't beat the teams. They beat Halifax once. They beat London once. They last season they didn't do that. And with that coaching mentality of having the coaches there that know the sport and have embraced the sport by playing it, it's how it makes it better. And to answer your question about is Tom that calm? It depends on the situation. Tom is a very cool-headed coach. If something's not going right, he's not going to shout unless he actually needs to. I think I've rarely seen Tom shout because of stuff we've done wrong in a game. Because if you're shouting your players, your players are going to get high. they're going to get intense as well, and it's going to cause more stuff. And I think that's where Tom can kind of understand that a little bit. Um, but I think. I think Tom's actually developed into a role really well with regards to coaching for both London and, and England as well. I mean, he was coaching, I think, just before I got into uh, performance squad in 2019. And I couldn't I couldn't think of a better coach to actually lead lead that team to a World Cup win last season. And you've got this big game, England against France, the rematch at the first direct arena in Leeds. That's going to be some atmosphere because everyone who's seen the documentary or saw the game on, on TV last year and thought I want to be part of this the tickets are ridiculously cheap and there should be a great atmosphere there watching another interesting class between the, the, the clash of philosophies between the two countries as well as some on and off the field yeah definitely I think you just you said it perfect there it's that thing of tickets aren't massively expensive they're really good price to say you can go watch this. And to be honest, whether I'm playing or not, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be watching it. I'm going to hope that we can actually break that 5,000 uh, spectator record that we had last season. I think the more we can build on this momentum from last year, the more we can grow the sport, the better. It makes it better for the sport and it also makes it better so that more teams can actually come participate and it gets us more coverage as well. So far we have the grand final of the weekend streamed on Sky Sports. We've had the Challenge Cup final on BBC. And then hopefully this can kind of draw some more attention to, oh, maybe some more league games are on are on different channels as well as Sportsman as well. I nearly, that's bad. I nearly forgot about Sportsman, <laughs> but Sportsman doing the Magic Weekends. Like, this can still grow. And I say this every time I jump, I jump on to talk, talk to you. The sport is not fully grown yet it's still got that time and i don't even think we've hit that peak yet to be honest like the world cup was amazing last year but we haven't hit that peak and we've still got time to hit that the the new sponsorship deal with betfred includes uh a, a purpose-built pitch i guess it's a pitch covering to stick anywhere they need uh, how important is it 
for the for people watching at home that they're not confused by oh for you on the pitch they're not confused by all the various lines in a sport or that there's going to be a much like at the World Cup that dedicated pitch just for wheelchair rugby league. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely something that can be confusing a lot. I think when I watched the grand final back from last season, um, the way that they actually had the pitch, I even I was wondering like after the match, I, even I was wondering like, well, okay, what are the lines here? I thought. I thought they did it top down, to be honest, at first, and they were just doing it along a basketball pitch. And I had to check, and I'm like, oh no, it was actually like it was actually like three, three basketball pit, uh, pitches in one. And having that one dedicated, well, not one dedicated, but having a dedicated rugby pitch, uh, can actually help a lot more, not just for the spectators, but also for the players as well. Because uh, I know even myself sometimes I get confused. The amount of lines that we have on on a pitch is it's not the best and it can definitely it can definitely kind of conflict a little bit so it's like oh you got you're playing on a bad a badminton court uh or you got badminton lines on there and then it's like okay ref shouts right white line which one you go into the first one the second one fair enough you got to look at the ref but it can be massively conflicting if you got another white line nearby um this Sunday it's the grand final, Leeds versus Wigan. What what kind of match are you expecting between those two? I mean, if we look at last uh two years ago when they faced each other, I think it was two yes, two years ago. I mean, Wigan left everything out on the pitch and then Leeds did the same. It's gonna be a brutal match. I think if both teams play play the same on the day, it's gonna be a close match. I think Wigan are gonna to have to watch out for Obviously, all the players, but specifically in my mind, Josh. Josh has been one of the most improved players in the league and probably one of the best players in the league this season so far. Like, without a doubt, because the amount of time he's uh, like improved himself, he got top try scorer this season as well. Something I only realized at the um, awards when I saw a big poster that said that he's top try scorer. Um, and He's done amazingly this season, and I can't discredit him enough. Um, well, I can't, I can't even discredit him. Uh, I meant to say I can't credit him enough to be honest, but I'm losing track of my words. Um, honestly, it's it's amazing to see how he's done. I think Declan's kicking game as well. That's going to be massive. Uh, you've got speed on both sides to the point where it's going to be very close. You've got disruption on both sides. It's the on paper, it's it's quite a it's quite a close match from my from my point of view anyway, just because of the different the different aspects of the game where they can both work with each other. You got Scraps's kicking against Declan's kicking, like it's gonna be tough. It's definitely gonna be tough to actually kind of choose a winner for this Sunday. And even I've been thinking about this week, right? Who who's gonna win? It's not a thing of who do I want to win. I'm just wondering who's actually going to win because when you get down to the very nitty gritty of it, there's no way I can possibly pick. I know a lot of the Wigan and Leeds fans know who they're picking and they know who they want to win, but it's tough for me to be honest. Oh, and and you should know because you've been on the pitch obviously against against both sides. Where where would you say their their strengths are more than their weaknesses? Oh, um, well, it's like what I said with both. Wigan, you've got the kicking, you've got disruption, so slowing the play of the ball down, 
they've also got some speed as they've got quite a quite a few um players that have quite a bit of speed. You've got Jack Hege, you've got Adam Rigbear. I think if we and then it's it's tough really. Like I can't like because I don't I'm trying to say this I'm trying to say something different for Leeds, <laughs> but I can't because it's the same. It's basically the same. They've got. Is it, is it that Spider Man meme where they're looking at each other and they, they don't know which Spider Man's which? Is it, is it a yeah, very even yeah, matchup? Yeah, they've got very similar ways of playing. They love to offload the ball a lot. Those early kicks are definitely a big threat, especially on a big pitch as well. On a full size pitch, if you've got if their kickers are on point on the day, they're very deadly because nine times out of ten, you were picking it up in just in front of your line. Or you're having to do a goal line dropout because you either smacked it out or you're trying to get out and by the time you've turned round, you're having to scramble because you've got basically all of them jumping a line in front of you and you got nowhere to beat them. And that's for both teams. So it's it's definitely like you said, it's a spider man meme, just pointing at each other. <laughs> this is this is where um as you mentioned earlier, the running game and the wheelchair game trying to be as similar as each other. And and if we're talking about a, a grand final in the running game, if you can turn your opponents around when you're kicking towards them, you're going to get an advantage. So there's that's why you, it's great because it is rugby league. You just happen to be to be sat down. And I was thinking about this the other day. For the last couple of weeks, I've been saying, well, Leeds have got a massive advantage because they've got the extra week's rest. We're going to have to play last Sunday. But whether that's a wheelchair match or a running match, a, a week's more rest is, is going to be... <laughs> It doesn't matter whether you whether you stood up or sat down. The, the extra rest is going to be an advantage regardless. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it's also that thing of there's ne- there's never any rest during the season. There is never if you if you have like one weekend where it's off. For me personally, I'm not resting. I'm still training, whether it's mentally or it's physically. I'm still training throughout that week. It, there there is never a rest period when it comes to our, when it comes to the wheelchair game. For players like myself, I'm constantly training. You want to make yourself better. You want to be better than everyone else, and you want to lead your team to a, a grand final victory, a European Championship victory. And that's what could possibly look for the winner of this weekend. We can still look into that quite a bit. We saw Halifax and Catalan this weekend. The winner of this, and I'm just stating for a fact, not confirmed, I'm saying it <laughs> just as a possibility, Um there is a possibility by end of this weekend, the winner of this grand, of the wheelchair grand final may go to face a winner of the French League. Now, like I said, it's not confirmed. It could completely flip over. If it doesn't happen, so far Halifax are the only English team to ever win it, and I will happily take that any day of the week. However, there's still that possibility, like I said. So there's never any rest. You've got to plan for every little thing. And... Yes, I agree with you. Leeds have had that big arrest, but that's going to show whether have they stayed have they stayed active throughout the week, which I, I think that they have, or have they gone a little bit complacent thinking, right, we've got a week off, let's relax, and then we'll go again next week. I Personally, I don't think they've done that. Leeds are a very top-tier team, they're very serious about the game. All players are. All the players are. Wigan, I mean, they, they've come up with a big game. They know who they're facing. They know who they're facing on Sunday. They know the players that they need to watch out for and they know the threats that are available. And I think whoever whoever recognises that earlier and learns to adapt and basically use it to their strength will come out on top on Sunday. 
the uh, the European Championship. Now you've mentioned it, and and I don't think the the wheelchair game is the only variant that may look into that for next year. But I can't really say much more about that because I don't know for sure. But well, what happened there? I, I was I was working, so I had to surreptitiously have it on a stream on a different computer while I was trying to do my actual job, and it finished. And I thought, oh, it's it's going to go to Golden Point, but you didn't go to Golden Point. You you, you drew you you, you your core European champions. You shared the the, the trophy. What was that all about? Yeah, so we didn't know about that until the end. <laughs> um, but the RFL, um, the RFL and the referees made the decision on the day to basically just say, right, we've had a we've an amazing first start. We're going to end it there. We didn't argue. I know we had a couple of our players from Halifax say, well, why didn't we kick it at the end? And it's like, well, why would you kick it? Nico, possibly, Nico, Gilles, Arno, any of those players, like, retrieving that ball and then pushing them all the way back down the pitch. That wouldn't look good where we just threw it just to kick the ball down to try and have a, what, like a one in 10 chance to actually claim in, to actually get the, like actually retrieve the kick and get a try from it. It's not worth it. We just, we didn't know whether we were going extra point, uh, we'll go golden point. So we just played it safe and it went to golden point. Were I hoping on the day to go to golden point? Yes, but I'm not disappointed that we didn't because that's the best outcome, not just for the sport, but for both both teams. We both deserved to win it that day. We both pushed our hearts out, and we even went, we even celebrated together after the game as well, which is what's special about it. Well, that's what we saw on the the documentary, wasn't it? You, you can be friends afterwards, but not during the not during the eighteen minutes, not not then, no, no. Especially not uh, Seb after what he said about being called French. He, he wasn't very happy. I, is he annoying to be around, by the way? Because he sometimes I, I watch him on tell and I think he, he, he must be someone you want to deal with in small doses. Obviously a great player, but, you know. Honestly, I, I love Seb to bits. Um, he's very, he, he likes being in the limelight a lot. And when I say that, he doesn't like missing a conversation. But if you're having a conversation somewhere else, trust me when I say Seb is somewhere behind you trying to catch up and see what that conversation is about. Honestly, I, I love him to bits. He's hilarious. Uh, what I say is too much sometimes. Sometimes definitely too much. But is is honestly is a great is a great player to be around. We'll, we'll blame the, the French influence on him. And, and it's going to be great because it's obviously a natural rival, England versus fans, France internationally, but also at the club level as well with Catalans being in the Challenge Cup for the last couple of years. And the European Championship, which, again, is something you can sell to people outside of the bubble because they already know what that kind of means. Yeah, I think, like, the way I looked at it when I first when we first heard of like little rumors at the start of the season, they were never like there was never nothing confirmed back then. The little rumors we heard, what sounded to me, it was just the World Club Challenge, this wheelchair version, but they the RFL wanted to go along the lines of a European Cup Championship. I myself myself still look at it as a World Club Challenge. We may not be going to Australia, but you got two of the best teams. Basically, two two best leagues going up against each other. Nothing more you can say about that. Just, just call yourself the unofficial world champions. Everyone, everyone calls themselves whatever they want. Well, half world champions, I guess. Well, World Cup and World Club champions. There you go. Just stick that on your your CV. It'll be fine. Um, 
a bio straight after this call. <laughs> I mean, we've got no power. We can't officially say this, but you know. Um, Lewis King won the the wheel wheel. Of, what do you think of the name, by the way? Wheel of Steel. Or did you fan of the name? It's a great fit. We can't do Man of Steel. We can't do Woman of Steel. Why not do Wheels of Steel? The only, the only other thing you can do is probably prosthetic of steel or something <laughs> like something else. But then it's that thing of okay, what if they don't have that specific thing? I think Wheels of Steel is the best name they could have thought of. Hands down best name because it doesn't it doesn't aim towards a specific group. It doesn't like like for instance, like I said, prosthetic of steel. Like it doesn't aim aim towards like amputees. And it just shows the sport. Like it it basically just describes sports straight away. Wheel of steel. We we and... did get lucky that Mr. Bashara's uh, golden boot would fit on his foot. So that that if if he could put a foot in it, because there's no room for it, but... Would yeah. Get lucky enough? yeah, there is. I mean, it's. I think. I think what we what we laughed at more was the way Steb's uh, Steb's name was pronounced. I can't remember how they pronounced it. I, I think. But... Um, <laughs> I, I think Ellery was given a, a hospital pass with that one because I, I think someone should have told him because I you know I, I get people's names wrong all the time but but I'm not on stage at an awards ceremony either so. I I think it's it's better when no one tells them how to say the name because with us we laugh at it because it's that thing of no one can really say Seb's name right and the best part is it annoys Seb because <laughs> the first thing he always does he will always try to somehow try to correct it at some point he will try and do it not always but a lot of the time he will try to correct it but back on to Lewis winning it I think Lewis has done a very, done very well this season. He's done very well this season. Very consistent as a player, and I'm glad I went making that decision because honestly, it was that that was a tough decision. You've got Seb, you've got Joe, Lewis, and Josh. Like I stated earlier, Josh has improved massively this season. Played played the best I've probably seen him this season. Lewis has played really well as well, and. You've got Joe and Seb as well playing as consistently as well. That that is a very tough tough vote. It's not an easy one to choose. You've got four amazing players there, with all of them being leaders in their own way. And I would have hated to be that person who had to do that, whether that was a tiebreaker or to deal with just the voting in general. I would I couldn't have done it. Um, did did you enjoy? I, I'm told you were there on on Tuesday. Did you enjoy yourselves? That's that's the main thing. Honestly, it were amazing. It was honestly amazing because we got to um, we got to feel like we were part of the Betfred Super League, which is what we are. But we never. This was the first time where we had actually been introduced into an award ceremony or an event that is hosted alongside the men, the women, Championship and League One teams. Uh, and the league and it was amazing to go to um Halifax we shared a table with the London players uh with some of the London players since they couldn't all come up um so it was amazing really uh we all got to have a nice laugh like we always do and we got to sell we got to enjoy the night together and um had a few laughs as well 
But here's the, we've we, we built up to the big question. Here it comes. Sunday afternoon, who's going to be lifting the trophy? <laughs> oh, you can go for a draw if you want. I mean, they could share it. You, you, you could be the, you know, the, the flag bearers for that. Oh, is my oh, I checked nope. my Wi-Fi when then I don't know if it was mine or if it was yours. <laughs> I don't know if that was perfect timing or what. Um, <laughs> sadly, because it's a new trophy, I don't think it's as simple as splitting it in half. Especially since I don't want to be contacting uh, Fred from Betfred to say, can we get some more funding to uh, get a new trophy? Because specific uh, someone uh, chopped it in half. No. I can't. I can't answer. I simply can't. And it's same reasons as what I stated earlier. It's too. It's too close. And it's about who who turns up on the day. I wish best of luck to both teams. But I'm definitely wanting to come back for that trophy next year. <laughs> that's, far, where, that's where I'll leave it. Far too diplomatic. Well, it's going to win between England and France then. I mean, that, that should be easy one to answer. Yeah, it's going to be England all day. All day long. I think if I would have chose France, uh, oh, that's going to be a, <laughs> it's going to be a very controversial one. I, no, England all day of the week. Um, and it's going to be good to either either watch, watch live there or play live in front of... Uh, Hopefully a few thousand people. Well, hopefully some of our listeners and viewers will be there. I'm sure they will be, um, especially with being in Leeds on a Sunday afternoon. Nothing else to do on on Bonfire Day. Get to see some real fireworks on the uh, on the pitch because um, it, it, as you keep saying, brutal is the word. I mean, my wife said violent, and I said you can't say violent. We're going to going to dial back a bit. It was a that semi final was the first game she'd seen live, and she was uh, she was impressed. She was impressed. Yeah. So I think she wants to play now, which is concerning for me more than anything else. But uh, uh, she was finished there as well. Just jumped <laughs> in. Oh, oh, I, everyone. I had my go, and James Simpson said I wasn't very good. So um, obviously, I'm cheering on Wigan on uh, Sunday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Rob, thank you very much for your time. Uh, enjoy. I was going to say the off season, but you haven't got an off season because you've got the England game potentially, and you, you don't rest. So you know. Enjoy whatever you're doing in, when you're not able to rest. Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a very. I don't even know why I even do when I'm resting. To be honest, it's either physio or it's just watching games back. Simple, simple as that. Well, hopefully you're playing. If not, we'll we'll see you at uh, the first direct arena in Leeds, uh, regardless. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. No, nope, not a problem at all. Thank you for inviting me as always. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.